What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. You're listening to the Jacob Media Sports Network in partnership with AM1490 Sports Betting Radio. Subscribe to the Jacob Media channel on YouTube for access to all daily sports content. All right, welcome back. The Fix is live. Prop Swap Studios, 1490 Sports Betting Radio on a Friday. All right, we're going to bring John McMullen into the conversation now, just like we do every night at 7.30, our NFL Eagles insider. We have Aton Shander coming up after John at 8 p.m., so buckle up. We have a nice little hour uh, ahead. So... John, how are we doing tonight, man? Doing well. You got Aton. What a what a lineup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, you know, luckily for you, you can lead off and not worry about following that uh, potential train wreck. It's going to be gold, but it's going to be a train wreck. <laughs> well, I wasn't going to go that route, but okay. Hey, I mean, in a, in, a, off, in a good way, you know. You know, you never know what. What you're going to talk about with Shander. That's what makes him great. Yeah, you never know where it's going. Although old school rap is a pretty good uh, pretty good indication <laughs> of where you're going. Yeah, I had to do extensive old school rap research uh, earlier today to get ready for that, <laughs> for that segment. But uh, I also had to do some research on Jason Kelsey. So let's start there. He's, he's back, John. Yeah, good news for the Eagles. We talked about uh, the offensive line, and I think if you have any hope for the 2021 season uh, and this transition that we talked about a lot with a new quarterback, new coaching staff, young quarterback, whether it's going to be Jalen Hurts or a rookie, um, if if you want to hang your hat on something and say this team can be competitive in a bad division, it's that offensive line, but only – if guys get healthy and Jason comes back, and now we know Jason Kelsey's going to be back with the Philadelphia Eagles, so that's big. Yeah, it is. And I heard Barrett Brooks earlier say that this, you know, the fact that the Eagles are, are bringing Kelsey back and Kelsey's deciding to come back, however you want to phrase it or whatever the reality is, it's more of like a facade to say like, Hey, we're not, you know, we're not throwing in the towel. We're not losing on purpose. We're, we're going for it. We just brought back our, our veteran center, Jason Kelsey. Uh, what's your thoughts on that? I I don't know if it's a facade. I I mean, I I think we get caught into this uh, 
Well, certain people get caught into this rebuild, and I talk about it all the time. I mean, you can't have a young player at every position. You need some veterans. In the history of the NFL, there's never been a completely young rebuilding team. I mean, you need veterans to sort of show the way. If, if anything, for the bare minimum, show the young guys how to be professional. So you always have um, – a balance, you always need a balance. And basically the difference between uh, a rebuilding team and a team that thinks the championship window was open, which is what the Eagles were previously, probably uh, for a little bit too long, um, you kind of default to the veteran player because you think maybe this guy will be the one to get me over the hump, whereas if you're rebuilding, you're going to default uh, to the young player, to the rookie player, to the ascending player. But that's not with uh, an all-pro player, a Pro Bowl player. Um, you know, third straight all-pro recognition, borderline Hall of Fame player. He can still play. You keep that guy, and, and the Eagles are doing it. Yeah, and we just talked about the offensive line uh, earlier this week. So... <laughs> What does that mean for the rest of the offensive line and maybe the rest of the the loose ends, so to speak, uh, that the Eagles have to uh, tidy up this offseason and hopefully sooner than later before the draft? Yeah, I mean, I, it, they'll tidy it up before March 17th. That's when they have to get uh, – that's when they have to be cap compliant. So we all, already know about Jason. We already know about Lane Johnson's going to rework his deal. Um, so really the only question left is Brandon Brooks and are the Eagles going to bring him back and rework his deal? I would assume um, there were some talk that maybe they would try to spin him off, but I, I don't know how much trade value he would have as good a player as he is. He's got the huge contract. He's got the two Achilles tears in, in, in three years, really less than three years. So I, I don't think you can get value in return, certainly for what type of player he is. So I think the best way to go about it is to rework his deal as well. Ultimately, I think they'll get that done. Um, and then you sort of uh, – maybe there's a little bit of a lesser question with Andre Dillard. But either way, the, 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 the core of the group, which is Kelsey, Lane Johnson, Brandon Brooks, Isaac Sayamalo, going to be there and that's going to be the strength of this team and by a wide margin i would say it's going to be this the strength of this team does the the jason kelsey announcement of him coming back another season does that change anything or confirm anything for potential plans whether that's through the draft or free agency uh for for building this this roster still uh, no, not necessarily. I, I mean, he, you would, obviously, if you lose him, if he retires or if he tries to force his way out of here, you have to figure out what you're going to do at the center position. But ultimately, I thought that would have came in-house anyway, whether it was Isaac or, or Nate Herbig or Luke Carriga or somebody like that. They had, we talked about that as well. They had plenty of young bodies they could have went to. So I, I didn't think... Um, you know, and Jason talked about it. He talked to the Eagles website after reworked the deal. 
and I, I wrote about it on Sports Illustrated, and everybody can see. He talked about the offensive line and how deep they are. And they're deep because they were forced to play these young players because of all the injuries last year and the Herbigs, the Jordan Mailatas, the Jack Driscolls of the world. They got a lot of playing time, and they showed some upside. So I, I don't know how how much they were going to go heavy on the offensive line, even though that's sort of one of their default settings. It, it's still by far the best position they have and the deepest position they have. I don't think they necessarily have to look at it. So I, I don't think it's – if anything, as far as plans and as far as the draft, it will make them look a little bit less at offensive line. Talk about the deal real quick, John. I mean, I, there's not too much there, but $9 million fully guaranteed with a potential earning up to $12 million. That's, I mean, that's fair, right? We're not going to overanalyze Jason Kelsey's uh, contract and worth here, right? No, I, the key from, I, I mean, Jason's getting a raise and the Eagles are getting cap relief. So that's sort of what you do. And that's sort of the bookkeeping part of this and uh, where both sides are, are, are happy. Um, and a couple dummy years. So Howie Roseman is clearly um, looking at the landscape and clearly saying, okay, you know, the NFL is set to sign these massive explosive TV deals that are going to generate more revenue than ever before. And this COVID hiccups going to, going to get by, going to, they're going to get past it and that new TV revenue is going to kick in in a few years. And he thinks by kicking the can down the road, it'll be a little bit easier. And I know a lot of people are upset and they say that's why the Eagles are in this position to begin with. But I don't think that's an understanding that the Eagles are in this position to begin with, because as I mentioned, they thought the championship window was open. They were trying to win another Super Bowl. That's what you do. You spend, uh, and it's cyclical. And when you when you sort of power down and go into these different different levels of transition, rebuilding, whatever adjective you want to use, then then you start to have cap space. So, if you look generally, if you look at all the teams that are 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 difficult in difficult cap situations. They're either really good or they were really good, and they've started to descent because the players are aging. That would be the category the Eagles are in. And generally, if you have a lot of money, you are either really bad or you're in that earliest sense before you have to pay your star players. That's kind of how it works. Uh, Just some other updates here, just because it has to do with the NFC East and maybe the Eagles. I don't think so. But Alex Smith officially moving on uh, and vice versa with the Washington football team. Uh, anything there, John, and your thoughts? Well, I think it's it's pretty amazing that uh, Alex Smith got back uh, on the football field, number one. Uh, I, that's one of the just best stories uh, i I think a lot of people in Washington is in this category. I mean, they're surprised. I think everybody's surprised. I know I'm surprised that he even tried to come back. Um, and I, I don't know how you can trust that injury. 
and and you know 17 surgeries and and him being healthy. So ultimately, uh, I'm glad he got back on the field. I'm glad he proved it to himself. I'm glad he accomplished that goal. But uh, if you're a team looking for even a backup quarterback, I'm not sure that's the avenue you want to go down because uh, I mean that's that was so devastating what happened to him. It's just, I don't know how from a health standpoint you could feel comfortable with that. That's it's sad, but that's the reality. Yeah. I mean, I've heard some rumors of, Oh, Alex Smith has backup to the Eagles. I mean, I don't know. Listen, I get well, a big name. People know, that, yeah. you know how that works. Yeah. And, and then, and, and, and then, you know, he was once the backup to, uh, Brian Johnson, the Eagles quarterbacks coach, was once the backup to Alex Smith at Utah. Um, so, you know, people say, oh, he knows them, and and they know the name, and that and the Eagles are not going to bring Alex Smith to be the backup quarterback. I feel comfortable in saying that. Well, who is Washington going to uh, replace Alex Smith with? Like, what, what's their plans at quarterback? Because obviously that could impact the Eagles throughout the year. Well, they're they're one of those teams that needs a quarterback. I mean, they re-signed Taylor uh, Heineke, who did a, a great job, as we know, uh, coming in so late, uh, uh, basically off the street, was back in college, uh, trying to get his engineering degree, played tremendously in the playoffs, really. Uh, just a, a, a gutty performance. Um, so he's back, but obviously they don't want to say he's the starting quarterback. They don't want to give him the job. They want some competition, and they're one of those teams we've, we've talked about that needs a quarterback and wants a quarterback, and we'll see how how you know deep they want to dive into this pool because there's a lot of veteran guys. Most notable would probably be Ryan Fitzpatrick, but you also have the Jameis Winstons of the world, players like that. Uh, and then we've talked about all the rookies. Uh, I mean, I, I think Todd McShay was out with his mock draft. He had he had five quarterbacks going in the top ten. So these guys, Mac Jones being number five, and I've mentioned on this show on extending the play with you, he's going to go a lot faster than people realize. And Washington is one of those teams that's looking for a quarterback. Yeah, you know, we're all we're all waiting for that first shoe to drop uh for the quarterback carousel and uh the Washington and Alex Smith news was worthy of bringing up here early in the conversation. Uh John, just going back to Kelsey, one more thought with with uh this news. Jason Kelsey returns uh officially here for another season for the Philadelphia Eagles. You talk about the past couple months that this franchise has has had losing Doug Peterson, losing Carson Wentz, an entire new coaching staff essentially. This is not just good for the Eagles on the field. You know, you and I have talked a lot about the youth of this coaching staff. This is this is essentially um, this is essentially a, another coach you're you're getting in this locker room that players are going to listen to and trust, right? Yeah, I, well, no question. I mean, he's a leader in that locker room. He has been for years. He's a leader in the organization. Yeah, he's a leader in that offensive line room. Uh, he's a leader on the field, especially with a young quarterback. I mean, 
Jason Kelsey might be the best center uh, of this generation. Uh, never mind the best center in the NFL right now is a three-time, uh, as I said, back-to-back-to-back to back to back all pro. Uh, and one of the things he does better than anybody else is, is call out protection. So a lot of times when you have a young center uh, who hasn't done it, who hasn't been through the grind, and this will be Jason's 11th season, uh, he's seen it all, he's done it all. Um, you can't rely on that center to call out protections and get guys sliding in the right way and understand the fronts they're seeing, where the pass rush is coming from. And it, it, it has to be on the quarterback shoulders. And sometimes that's not a problem if you have a veteran quarterback. If you have Tom Brady, if you have Tate Manning in his prime, it's certainly not a problem. If you have uh, Jalen Hurts, who's started four NFL games or a rookie quarterback, it's you know, you don't want him worrying uh, about that on his plate as well. Uh, so that's huge for the Eagles and, and a young quarterback to have a center that can handle basically every single protection call you have. I mean, it's you can't even emphasize how big that is. What's up with uh, Slay? Because I'm hearing he was also restructured or they're in the process of that. Can you fill me in with the details? Yeah, he, he uh, his deal was restructured already, so he was uh, scheduled to count about fifteen over fifteen million against the cap. And same thing, um, you know, you push it off to further years. Uh, you have the voidable years at the end. They got it down to uh, over six million, so they they generated about nine million dollars in cap space by reworking. Uh, Slay's deal, um, and, and that's an indication he'll be back because there was some talk that they might try to trade him as well because of where he is in his career and a veteran player who maybe would prefer to be in a situation where he had a, a better chance at, at a Super Bowl championship. But um, he'll be back, and that's that's big as well because the Eagles have some issues in the secondary. He's really the only proven uh, cornerback they have, uh, and they were able to cre- create that space. And that's, you know, that's that's the route they have to go. We all knew it. And it's, you know, Kelsey, it's Slay, it's Lane Johnson, Brandon Graham, uh, Javon Hargrave might be next, Brandon Brooks might be next. That's what the Eagles had to do. They started this process about $43 million over projected. If it's and the cap hasn't been set officially, uh, but it, most people think it's going to be about 185. It can't go any lower than 180. Um, Eagles were after the Slay deal, got to cut about 33 million more, uh, and they already started. I don't have the numbers on Lane Johnson; he's not included in that. And as I said, um, uh, they'll continue to go this route and and. Um, that's what they have to do. And that's part of the issue when you're in these types of cycles, as I explained the cycles. I mean, um, they were uh, a team that won a Super Bowl and thought the championship window was open. So now they're in a different cycle. And you gotta you got to make deal with the salary cap until you turn the roster over. 
Talking with John McMullen, our NFL Eagles insider, at JF McMullen on Twitter, phillyvoice.com, si.com for his written work. Extending the play every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 11. John, um, we've been detailing specific areas on the field on both sides of the ball with the team, and we're going to have to go uh, secondary here, part one maybe, for the next five, ten minutes, and then we can get to some more of it to start next week's shows. Uh, but let, let's look at the secondary. And Jalen Mills, let's start there. Pending unrestricted free agent. What do you think they're going to do with Jalen? Well, I think a lot depends on, well, two things. I mean, remember, he was very well liked um, by the previous coaching staff. And uh, Jim Swartz had a great affinity for Jalen Mills, and now Jim's not here. So you, you have to see, number one, uh, what do um, Jonathan Gannon, who is the new defensive coordinator, and, and by the way, his his uh, background is with defensive backs. That's sort of how he came up as a position coach. Uh, and Denard Wilson, who's going to be the new secondary coach, um, you know, they don't have that history. So they might look at the film and say, we want to go in a different direction. So number one has to be their evaluation. And it, it, with Jalen Mills, it can go so many different ways because he's so versatile. Uh, I mean, the vast majority of his time was spent at corner. Um, when he came to the Eagles, as a seventh-round pick. Uh, moved to safety. Remember, he played safety in college at, at LSU. Uh, at the end of his career, was very similar to his time here. He started as a corner, moved to a safety. So um, they have to decide, is is he a corner or is he a safety? Um, and do we want him? And if they want him, then they have to figure out the money aspect of it because he's a free agent. And a lot of it is going to depend on how much interest he sees elsewhere. Uh, if someone uh, likes his, for instance, his his ceiling as a safety and says, wow, this guy did some nice things, and I think he did last season, and they want to pay him, you know, a multi-year, say three years, seven, eight million a year, well, the Eagles probably can't get into that business. They They just can't afford it because of their salary cap issues. So, so many moving parts with Jalen Mills. Uh, but if they can get him on another one-year deal, uh, as they did last year for, you know, a mid-range contract for maybe $5 million, I, I don't see why you wouldn't want him back for the bare minimum. He can do so many things. and can play so many different positions for you. It's just a good Swiss Army knife to have. And uh, the Eagles are, are – you know, probably at the mercy, as I said, of the market. Now, what helps them from that standpoint, Ryan, is well, everybody's under the same restrictions as far as COVID-19, as far as the scale back. So the thought around the league is there aren't going to be a lot of multi-year contracts for big money. So that probably helps the Eagles. What is going to change with the strategy and scheme in the secondary now, no more Schwartz, insert Gannon. Um, I asked you this about the D-line, and I'll continue to ask if if anything's going to be different. 
Well, if if Indianapolis is an indication, uh, probably uh, uh, a lot more cover two uh, on the back end uh, and cover three, a lot more zone coverage. Um, and it, that means you're going to need uh, a couple of safeties or good in coverage. Rodney McLeod is typically that. He's that type of player. He's a center fielder, so to speak. Uh, but he's coming off a torn ACL on, I think it was December 13th. So uh, you have some injury issues. Some, uh, If you think about the rehab of, of a torn ACL, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be close to be 100% by week one. Let's just put it that way. So they may need multiple bodies at safety uh, because if they lose Jalen Mills, if Rodney's not ready, um, they're going to have to go in a different direction there. And then corner opposite Slay is the one guy. And I, I would imagine Avante Maddox is going to move back to the slot corner position and they'll need to get another outside corner. Um, that's what I think is going to happen. But as far as scheme-wise, you're going to see more zone coverage. Um, and we'll see. If he reverts back to what he was in Minnesota, it'll be more multiple. But uh, if you look at, at Minnesota and when, he, when Gannon was with Mike Zimmer, a lot more veteran players. And, and that's why they could do a lot of different things. And I'm not sure – year one, the Eagles will be able to do those types of things. It doesn't seem like there's going to be a a massive hole or a void that is going to need to be filled as far as the secondary is concerned, John. Is is that accurate? No, not necessarily. Uh, You are going to need uh, another corner, as I said, another outside corner. And if you want to look at Mike Jaquette, I mean, I I can't count on him uh, as an undrafted free agent last year. He had the one really bad game. He showed some signs, uh, and and from a physical perspective, he's got the length and the size and the speed and the athleticism you want. But remember, in college, he was a wide receiver, so he's very raw. Just switched uh, to the position, uh, so they need more of a veteran presence. I, I don't know if Avante Maddox can play. I mean, he just was not good uh, as an outside corner. And to be honest, I, I mean, there's this narrative that he played well as a rookie. He really didn't. I, I mean, I give him credit for uh, moving to free safety in a very difficult circumstance and not embarrassing himself, but he didn't play well. So people are acting like you can move him to nickel corner or free safety and you'll be fine. I don't. I don't agree with that mindset at all. So, ultimately, I think they're going to add multiple bodies in the secondary. And I, I can almost guarantee. Remember, they have they have four picks in a, in essentially the top 100. And at number six, outside shot, they could take one of the corners, uh, but probably not. But I, I guarantee you, they're going to add a corner. Uh, in those top 100 picks. So either in uh, day two, they're going to add somebody in the secondary. Will they add someone in the secondary with the top 100 and look at free agency? There's a couple names that I'm seeing in free agency. I don't know if you want to rattle any any off, but uh, do you think they 
they will and could do well, both. The reason, yeah, the reason I hedge uh, on free agency is the Eagles are not going to be players in free agency. I, they just, we just talked about they're $33 million over the cap, and they've already reworked all these contracts. They've already cut uh, Deshaun Jackson. They've already scheduled to cut uh, Malik Jackson and Alshon Jeffrey. Uh, they're going to either trade or cut Zach Ertz, and they still have to rework more deals. It's going to be Brandon, as I said, Brandon Graham, uh, likely Brandon Brooks, potentially Javon Hargrave, and more. This is all just to get under the cap. And remember, just to be cap compliant by March 17th. Remember, then on top of it, you need money to sign your draft class. And then on top of that, you have to create more money if you want to get involved in free agency. Now, I'm not saying the Eagles aren't going to sign any free agents. They are, but it's going to be one-year deals. It's going to be one-year prove-it deals. And look, if you can find if you can find Patrick Robinson during the Super Bowl season as a guy who, uh, for whatever reason, hasn't played up to his potential and all of a sudden has a career year, that's great. But the Eagles are not going to be in the conversation for high-level free agents. They just can't. From a, a, a money standpoint, they're just in a different phase. So it's it's got to be the draft, and that's why they're going to look to the draft. And they need to get younger. They need to get more cost-effective on the roster, and that's that's what you do. And then if you hit on a corner, say, in the second round, well, then you got a cost-effective corner for four seasons, and you're you're cooking with gas, so to speak. It's going to be a little bit interesting. We'll have to get more into it tomorrow, John. So let's talk about extending the play before we have to get to the top of the hour here. Uh, extended edition, right? 9 to 11? A supersized edition of extending the play. Yeah, we're extending, extending the play. Uh, two hours. So everyone uh, on AM 1490 got to tune in a little bit early. And and Ryan, you're gonna. It's gonna be us together in studio. So people are always thrilled about that. And we're gonna give them some bonus and talk some, uh, talk some uh, Sixers as well, and talk some baseball. I know I talked on the middle, and you got into it on Twitter. I want to get into that with you and explain why uh, baseball, basketball, and football are not as entertaining as they used to be. We're gonna have a little clash with that. Oh, that's that is great. Get your popcorn ready. I'm I'm ready because I know we disagree. So that's going to be a good conversation. Uh, and we've had those conversations in the past. They've always been uh, fun and entertaining. So extending the play with host John McMullen uh, and myself in studio tomorrow morning, right here on 1490 Sports Betting Radio, 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. That extra hour. So set your alarms and tune in. Uh, and we'll uh, we'll do it in the morning, John. I'll see you in a few hours, my friend. All right, buddy. Thanks. Uh, thanks for having me as usual. Absolutely, man. Talk to you soon. There he is, Johnny Mook. Good stuff from him. All right, let's get to that top of the hour break. When we come back, Aton Shander joins the conversation. Not going to want to miss that one either.
Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.